0: Clock Dodger's Podcast. What up, Clock Dodger family? It's your host, Neil Maligno. You are tuned in. We have a new episode here for you today. Some new topics to discuss. Some new, some new headlines that are just bubbling at the surface right now that I feel like we need to talk about. We need to chop it up. We need to discuss. We need to share our opinions on. Let's let's dive straight into this. The first thing I want to talk about is the XFL, the Rock, the deal with the NFL, the partnership agreement. I think this is interesting. Let's hear first what uh, just just a clip really quick from the Rock uh, when he announced that this happened. I am so honored to be able to share this very big announcement with you guys that the XFL is officially collaborating with the NFL, the National Football League. the whole idea about the XFL-NFL collaboration is to grow the game of football, the game that we all love, the game that we are passionate about. Now that the XFL is joining forces with the NFL with one goal in mind, which is innovation opportunities to advance the game of football. But in addition to, you know, the innovation opportunities, we're also looking to not only grow the game of football, but also uh, create opportunities for player development on and off the field. All right. So, I mean, there you have it. He says on and off the field, player development. Um, Now, the NFL and XFL have said that there won't be, like, sharing players, right? So there won't be, like, NFL players playing in the XFL necessarily or vice versa. But um, I I think this is amazing. I think this is awesome. And and the reason I feel that way is not because, like, oh, I'm excited for another football league. I know a lot of people really like watching the XFL. I know a lot of people really like having more football to watch uh, besides the NFL. That's cool. That's great. Um, My thing is this. In the past, XFL has always failed. I've never gotten excited about it because I always knew that was just likely the outcome. Um, In this case, this is a good situation for them. Um, The Rock, you know, is a a part owner and wisely makes a deal with the NFL to partner up rather than compete. And that was that was the problem all along is the XFL kept trying to compete with the NFL and they could not do that. Right. It's just impossible. It's just unfortunately is impossible for anybody to do so. You know, the, the rock is a smart dude, man. Like I know he's an actor and a wrestler and all this kind of stuff, but he's a businessman. And he makes major deals, right? And this is just another one of those really smart moves by him and his team. And uh the other, obviously the other people behind, you know, the ownership now, but um this is just great work by them. This was a very smart move. Um it, it does I'll just you know, if you go from an article here on uh ESPN, um, it says that the NFL XFL agreement will give the NFL a Petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment and develop prospective officials and coaches. Um, again, they're, they're not going to say anything about um, like sharing players and stuff like that. But uh, I does say it, it does say here a Buffalo bills executive for two decades. Brandon said Russ Brandon said, um, the NFL officials routinely discussed the need for such an outlet After the NFL Europe shuttered in 2007. People would ask, what are the opportunities to look at the game through a different lens from a player de- de- developmental standpoint? How can you be an incubator or an accelerant in many different verticals from officiate to rule innovations, to player sur- playing surfaces or player development. You can go on and on any opportunity that the NFL has to advance the game of football. I think they've always been open to, and we've had some really good dialogue led by our ownership group. So again, Partnership. Um, asked for the XFL uh, when they asked uh, Danny Garcia, the XFL could one day evolve into a position to use uh, again allocated NFL players or construct another kind of sharing agreement, as occurred in NFL Europe. Garcia said, "That's a no. We are a spring league. We will play at the highest level in the spring. There is no anticipate. There is not the anticipation of any player sharing that changes the dynamic. That's not how we're executing our vision." So, again, I think it's cool because I do think players, if they go to the XFL, they play really well, um, I do believe they will leave to the NFL. Um, I don't know how how often that will happen. I don't know um, if they'll eventually come to a better system for that. Um, But this is great. This is great news for... um, for football players, prospective football players, ones who haven't made the NFL yet, ones who do need more development, uh, an alternate option to the NFL, where obviously it's not going to be as big as the NFL, but it's another opportunity, and, and you can't be mad at that. Um, man, is it is it like is the Rock like the most impossible guy to root against at this point? Like this dude just makes deal after deal, move after move, and it's just he never loses. It's a win every single time, every single time. <laughs> I respect that. Um, and this is great. Again, this is a great deal for everybody involved. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how they use even not the players' situation, but when they talk about the rules and the officials and uh, technology and all this kind of stuff, it's going to be really interesting to see. I know that's not as exciting to people as just the actual games and the players and all that kind of stuff, but it, it is nice to see that the NFL was open to this idea. Um, I do think the XFL and NFL can get a lot done. They can get a lot done here if they really do this correctly. Um, again, and with the people behind it, I think they will. I really think they will. Um, this will be an opportunity for, like, new rules or uh, trying out new ways to officiate certain things, um, new technologies that they want to, you know, use in the NFL potentially, but they they don't want to just dive right in. Right? Like, they get – maybe they don't want to just introduce it right away. They're afraid, you know, this get, this is a chance to work out the bugs if you will, this is a chance to, to work out those kind of things. Like even with the rules and stuff like that, they can try the rule in the XFL. And if it goes well, if they have success, if it's something they can, you know, easily transition to in the NFL, then they will do it. I think this is a great idea. Um, we all know there's rules in the, in the NFL that we would love to see it go away. Um, I don't know how quickly this will happen. And if, you know, how much of a part, um, you know, the XFL will play in it. But, again, it's exciting um, just for there to be anything, again, even like The Rock said, you know, to just further the game of football, right? And, like, give players more opportunities and all these kind of things. Like, it's, it's just a really positive thing all around. Um, it does say here, um, one of the things we made clear starting off is that we were going to uh, take a stewardship position on the game and the game of football, expanding it and being impactful to the industry. Uh, Garcia said. So I would say the field sees us as what we are, which is deeply leaning into the innovation and we are confident that having important conversations and articulating what we want to accomplish would be advantageous to anyone sitting in the room with us. We're excited about that. Our relationship with football and the NFL are deep and long standing, So it was a natural process. I mean, this is, this is great. Um, this is really, really positive stuff. So I'm excited about this. Um, let me know what you think. I think this, I think this is finally an opportunity for the XFL to stay around. Um, I, I, I do think this was the move that, uh we can all finally see a situation where an alternate league lasts and again my biggest reason for that belief is because for once the league is not competing with the NFL it has big star power behind it in the rock and he's a guy who knows how to get things done um and again whether you like the guy or not he gets he gets shit done it's just a fact um he, if he, if you look into his company um and Danny Garcia and all them they, they really do major moves um and and you don't see a lot of misses at least that's not advertised so um i got i got good feeling about this one i think it's gonna work out um shout out to the rock shout out to everybody involved shout out to the nfl for being willing to to listen and uh we'll see how it plays out now going from something that works out really well that we're hoping works out really well in the xfl nfl merger to something that worked out not at all not even a little bit, not even an inch, something that has totally regressed, and that is the NBA dunk contest. Man, I I gotta talk on this because I'm an Atlanta Magic fan, right? And when Aaron Gordon played for the Atlanta Magic, he was in the uh, dunk contest. It was him and Zach Levine, and it was a great it was a great, you know, great challenge, great matchup. Aaron Gordon won. Straight up. Anyone watching it, anyone who's not biased, anybody who's, you know, doesn't isn't isn't wearing a Zach Levine jersey right now, um, you'll, you'll acknowledge that Aaron Gordon won. However, Dwayne Wade screwed up the vote. And I don't, I don't know what to do was on and didn't give it to Aaron Gordon. Ever since that moment. They cur- they cursed the dunk contest. <laughs> they cursed the dunk contest because it was terrible. It was terrible. And, I, and again, I'm not being a hater. Because there was even an Orlando Magic player in it. Cole Anthony was in the dunk contest. But man, it was bad. It was just bad. <laughs> and I feel bad for the players involved because like they're not bad dudes. They were trying. Uh, but it just, it just wasn't happening. It just was not hidden like it needed to. It was not hitting like, like it's hitting years past. It was dry. And I don't know if it was any of the new rules. I don't know if it was just the players involved weren't great. Everything just did not pan out well, and it wasn't just me. Again, I, I I am not being a hater. If you watched it, even the guys announcing the, the dunk contest were hating on it. They were talking so much damn crap about it because it was bad. It was bad. In the All Star game, like they were making way better dunks, <laughs> and they were like in the middle of a game having fun. Like I think I think part of it definitely was the guys involved, but it just wasn't hitting. It just it was missing something because it was the most boring, boring snooze fest for a dunk contest. It was so bad. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on it because it was that bad. It was it was horrible. I, I didn't see one person not on Twitter, not on Instagram. Go, man! That was an exciting dunk contest. It was so bad. There was little moments like Cole Anthony dunking and some Tim's and stuff like. There, there was moments. And and I and I and I feel bad because like you know, you don't want to take away from Obi and stuff. And I do feel bad because like when when Obi was being um you know when he when he won the the trophy for for the dunk contest, even the lady was like yeah hey, you know any reason why this was like not as you know exciting as I'm like yo don't do this to this man why he's up here trying to celebrate you know his award, like why are you doing that? But it was so bad. The, the NBA has to work on that. And, and then that it's funny because I have you know applauded the NBA in the past for having. Um, you know, I, I, enjoyed the all-star game, the three point contest and the skills challenges and all that kind of stuff. Um, Giannis was out there with his brothers. It was, there was some strange moments. I mean, shout out to Giannis and his brothers, but it was just, uh, it was a lot of wacky stuff. Carl Anthony Towns won a three point contest. I enjoyed that. That was cool to see. It was cool to see a big man, like, you know, like cat win it. It was just unique. It was different. He beat the sharpshooters, the the young guys, I mean, the small guys, the the guys that, you know, when you think about three-point shooting, you're more thinking of them, you know? Um, So he he was a cool story to see. Um, Like I said, some of the challengers and some of the different contests were unique and different. But man, the dunk contest just missed, just totally missed the mark. Um, NBA, fix it. Fix it. Stop cheating the dunkers that actually win, number one. Number two, get better dunkers. Get guys excited, give them a reason to sign up, because this was bad enough. I'm not talking about dunkers. I'm not talking about it anymore. And from one bad thing to the next, Zion Williamson. What is happening, man? What what is what is going on? We, we've entered this era of basketball where players who are not happy express they are not happy. They make excuses, um, not to say that they're not injured. Or not to say they are dealing with mental health issues or dealing with other kind of things. But suddenly they just don't want to play. Like, hey, I, I'm injured. I'm not going to play at all. I'm not even going to try to fight through it. I'm dealing with some mental things. I'm not going to try to fight through it. And I respect all that if it's true, if it's real, if it's 100% like a real problem. But I feel like this probably wouldn't have been a thing that um, guys would have uh, sat out for in the past. Um, and, and And don't get me wrong not telling these guys not to take their time to get better, to get healthy, to mentally, physically, whatever it is. Um, But a guy like Zion Williamson, like, uh, actually, let me play a clip from J.J. Redick uh, talking about Zion um, and the situation that's happening right now with the team, with C.J. McCollum, all this kind of stuff. Like, this just shows a complete lack of investment in your team, in the organization, in the city. I get that he's hurt and away from the team. But you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league, a guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. That, that, is, that is an accurate statement. This is just this is basic, basic level of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck is going on in New Orleans? I think JJ said it the best there. What the heck is going on in New Orleans? This is a this is a, a, a shitty situation, and it's one of those situations where if you're a fan of the team right now, you're super bummed out. You're super. I mean, you've been super bummed out, and and JJ Reddick really just kind of exposed everything because. Not only was he an NBA player, he was one of his teammates, like he said. And so he said, he even said in in that interview, um, not in that clip, but in the interview, that he even called him out you know, in front of the team, in front of everybody, and said, hey, man, you got to get it together, dude. And so here's the situation where CJ McCollum gets traded to the team. He's one of the better players in the league. And he says, I haven't even spoken to Zion yet. I haven't even heard from him. I got to get to the bottom of that. What? 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 That is the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. And you can tell just by J.J.'s tone, just by what he's saying, the fact that – and, and, again, this is on, you know, national TV. So it's not like he's saying this in, in private or uh, behind closed doors. He is publicly saying this, like publicly bashing Zion as a teammate. And that's horrible. And this wasn't just a bash session from J.J. Redick. I mean, he was saying, like, you know, when Zion's on the court, when he's held, he's a one-on-one. He's the only one that could do what he does. He was saying good things about him. Um, so, you know, there was no – you know, it's not like, oh, this is a, a – um You know, a guy who just hates the guy. He was saying positive stuff, but he's just saying as a teammate, this guy cannot be counted on. And it sounds like the New Orleans team as a whole, as an organization, is feeling the same way. I mean, what him not being in the, um, you know, season ticket, you know, email that went out. There's no oversight like that, right? Like, that's not like a slip up. The reason for that is, and it's not to say that they're definitely going to trade him, uh, but it's just to say like, hey, we don't know for sure. If he's not going to be here, he's not playing now. Like the fans aren't excited about him right now, so let's let's not put him in there. <laughs> like it makes sense. Um, so this is this is just a big time bummer. If you're a Pelicans fan, this sucks. If you're the organization, this sucks. And this is just one of those things, man. Like one of those guys. One of those. You know, did it go bad? Was it always this way? You know, JJ says as long as he was there, it was always an issue. Um, so you know. And name and Stephen A says that, you know, no one's told him this, but that he feels like it's that he wanted to be a Nick and you know he didn't want to play for the Pelicans, blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff always runs me the wrong way. Listen, man, you're gonna you're gonna have a long career. You have an opportunity to play somewhere else when you become a free agent, all this kind of stuff. You don't get what you want all the time in life, like right? Like you get all this money, you're super successful, super famous. Pretty sure you could, you know, you know, you could thug it out, you could stick it out wherever you get placed. And New Orleans actually had a, you know, an opportunity to be a, a good team if Zion would stay healthy. Um they could put a team around him. You know what I mean? Like and they're trying. I mean, they traded for CJ McCollum for a reason. Um but here you are again with just a player who doesn't seem, you know, willing to to make it work. And so I believe the, the Pelicans have no other opp- nor other choice but to trade him. Obviously, you can't come out and say that. Obviously, you don't want to make that seem like the position that you're in because you're going to just get burned on deals. Um, but the league is seeing this now. The league is feeling this now. The league is hearing JJ Reddick talk. Uh, the league knows it's true, right? The league knows this is what they're facing. So no matter how they try to spin this, it's never going to be uh, as positive as it could or should be for this team. Um, and again, man, I hate players like this. And when it comes to like something like this, and someone says, "Hey, well, you would want to want your team?" No, actually, I wouldn't. I would not enjoy the root for the guy um, because when I see you act like that, it uh, just rubs me the wrong way, man. It just does. And I get even, you know, you hear a lot of times guys will get out of a sport and say, well, I really didn't love it. I just needed to set my family up for life and uh, make more money than I could dream of. And I, I get it. If that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's the case with Zion, but I even get that mentality that you don't even love it that much. You're just taking advantage of the opportunity that's being put in front of you for all your hard work. And that's okay, too. But I just want you when you're actually playing to act like it, right? Like to act like you enjoy it, to motivate your teammates to enjoy it. That's how you win championships and win playoffs and, win, and chase these, you know, these goals. Um, and again, Zion's a special player. So it's just unfortunate to see him act that way uh, or, or he's not speaking publicly. So it, the narrative is going to get painted for him, <laughs> you know, unless he speaks out, uh, unless he makes a public announcement, goes on a podcast, does something um, where he, he corrects this kind of stuff. Cause again, I understand sometimes guys don't want to talk to the media. Guys don't want to put their personal and private stuff out there. But just understand that when you're in a position like Zion, when you're as famous as him, uh, if you don't do it, someone's going to paint the narrative for you. And that's just the way it works. Uh, It's unfortunate. If it's not true, it sucks. But you just got to speak up for yourself and and not allow others to do that. Um, And when your former teammate says it, and JJ's always been a pretty level-headed dude. Uh, He's always been solid. Again, as a Magic fan, I remember him in Orlando. Um, he's always been pretty, pretty good as far as a teammate goes. Um, pretty decent. And so I don't think he would come out and lie, uh, in the media, especially cause it's not something that he needs, right? Like he's made a ton of money. He has a very successful podcast. Like he does all this stuff. He doesn't need to make up stuff to get on TV. Like this is his gig. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just unfortunate to hear. Hopefully it's a young thing, you know, hopefully Zion can grow out of it and mature. Um, hopefully he can counter it and say, maybe it's not true. You know, maybe he's just dealing with some stuff. Um, we'll see. Maybe the injuries have been tough on him and all that kind of stuff. But to not reach out to McCollum, like, it just looks terrible. It looks terrible, and it's hard to to shine that up, man. It's hard to try to, you know, make it look good for Zion, right? So some team will be happy, you know? The Pelicans are going to end up having to trade him, in my opinion, and someone's going to be happy, and they're going to, you know, talk it up. But uh, you better hope that wherever he goes, that it really is something that's temporary and that when he goes somewhere else, he's happy and that he won't do it again. And ultimately, as much as it leaves Pelicans fans feeling sour, it leaves just a general sour feeling for NBA fans to feel towards Zion. Hey, if it makes Zion happier and better and a team better and the NBA better, then it is what it is. right. All right. That's the last headline for today. That was, you know, on the top of my my brain here that I wanted to talk about. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Any of these three topics, actually. Um, Zion, I'm curious the Zion thing. I feel like that's going to be kind of. Uh, a polarizing one you know people on both sides cuz for some reason I always feel like when a topic is cut in dry and when a side is like easy to choose for me that it's like hard for a lot of people that's really con- you know uh content- contentious contended topic uh so we'll see let me know what you think about the Zion situation if you think he's right for the way he's behaving and acting and moving uh to take it off the team p- potentially or do you think that he's just being you know a, a-, a bad narrative put on him um same goes for the xfl nfl situation do you think it's good for the nfl do you think it'll last that's my question with that do you think the XFL will last um that's my big question when it it, it pertains to the you know into that topic um i'd I'd love to hear what you think and then the last thing of course is the nba dunk contest what can they do to fix it hit me up on twitter at clock dodgers instagram tiktok whatever you feel like wherever your whatever your favorite platform is hit me up on there follow me on there let me know you listen to the show i'll follow you back Leave a review. If you leave a five star review and uh, your name on there, whatever you want, however you want to, you know, put yourself down. It's fine. I don't really care if you're anonymous. But uh, if you leave a five star review and you put your thoughts in there on any of these topics that we discuss or anything you leave on the review, I will read that on the air. So um, just a just a warning. If you leave it, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> if you don't want me to, I just won't. But yeah, I'm most likely gonna read it. Uh, other than that, guys. I appreciate you as always. I love the interaction on a weekly basis. You guys are amazing. We'll continue to evolve and uh, improve the show for you guys. But your support is the most important thing. Share the show. Leave reviews. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Let's get it out there. Let's keep it moving. If you got any ideas for this show, anything you'd like to hear, guests, anything you'd like to see, reach out, man. Don't be shy. Um, I'm open to everything in terms of uh, you know, what content and stuff that you guys would like to hear or see on the show. So definitely reach out again at Clock Dodgers on all platforms. Uh, And we'll get in touch and we'll talk from there. Or if you want to do email, say you want to go the email route. You're not a social media guy or gal. It's not your thing. You want to write something longer than than what can be on social media. You feel free to email us, contact at clockdodders.com. And I'll respond to you that way as well. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I appreciate you again. As always, I hope everything is good on your end, your families, your health, your finances, your everything, your mentality, your mental health, your physical health. Stay up. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. The same music for the people. These are just you seen through my people. And it's okay if we disagree. Go outside, it's beautiful, fuck misery. Feed all fakes and talk shit, cause I need to hate. Or feel like Jesus doing hurdles, take a leap of faith. Trying to get lifted, trying to get so high. So when I look down, I see clouds and no ground. It's profound. They just try and talk shit. I talk money, they just talk shit. Yeah. Beautiful, but you know that we only live once. I'll never fucking hold back. Give it your all shit. I don't ever think twice trying to live my life. Fuck what you think's right. Shit, I ain't asking for suggestions. Middle fingers till my haters get the message. I never let them see me sweat. Believe that and all that feedback. Home girl, I don't need that. Whatever you do, and that's your prerogative. If you fly, it don't matter who the pilot 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 is.